welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Rotia Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. I hope everyone had a great July 4th holiday and just relaxing with the fireworks as we are approaching the release of Thor Love and Thunder. And speaking of Love and Thunder from Thor... Okay. I mean, that's for camel. What's the joke? <laughs> if you know, you know. Because I just found it very coincidental that three news from Thor came out this week. Wait, three what? Three news. Three news. Uh, you want me to say it now? No, I, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Like pieces of news? Uh, all three pieces of things that happened in relation to Thor. Oh, okay. So like something that happened in the movie and it's causing people to talk. Not the movie, just three pieces of Thor in general and uh, throughout media. <laughs> oh. Does Avengers count to that? <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, again, I'm not the comic book guy here, so. Okay. okay. So yeah, so you're saying that, that people are talking because Thor exposed himself. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna see the movie this weekend. I haven't seen the movie, um, but that scene. Like, that told me all I needed to know about the movie, in all honesty, because Taika Waititi is, he would be that guy to do it. He um, is insane. He is definitely insane in a sense. No, I want, to, I want to talk about one thing. Or, I know this is not Nintendo, but, you know, who cares? Um, I read for this other website, and Taika Waititi said in an interview that for Thor Love and Thunder, he wanted to make a Thor that no one would want to see. And he said, I felt that if I had a story about Thor falling in love, that would kind of disrupt even the most hardcore of comic fans. And as one of those comic fans, I'm like, dude, did you even watch the first two movies? Mm, yeah, of, yeah, I saw that quote. Yeah, yeah, plot, yeah. plot of movie one, Thor goes to Earth, finds Jane, falls in love, yada, yada, yada. Plot of Thor the Dark World, still in love with Jane, goes to Earth to save her. She meets both of his parents, only one of them like her. And uh, he does everything to save her from the Aether. So we've seen Thor in love. Why would this be so different for fans? Not to mention all the love interests he's had in the comics, not the least of which was recently She-Hulk. <laughs> so I don't know if this was just him joking or him being serious. I don't know. But I was not one of the people who overwhelmingly loved Ragnarok. And I am legit a little scared about what will happen with Thunder. We'll find out, though. So, uh, if you're mis if you're sensing a, a presence not here, you're not <laughs> alone. Um, we don't actually know where Tyler is right now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he doesn't call. He doesn't write. Um, I mean, the last thing he wrote was in our Discord chat was in, was one regarding to the recent Faye band, which we'll talk later. But yeah, like uh, yeah, we don't know where the tower is. Not her. Where are you? Yeah. So thankfully, and actually without us asking, uh, Skull Kitch Scott showed up. I just could sense that I was needed. Ah. Yeah, you felt a disturbance in the force. <laughs> oh, maybe I should just randomly go on the show. Do it. <laughs> Do it. All right. <laughs> So we do have a full show for you today, and we'll get it all started off with WHAT HAVE YOU BEEN PLAYING? And I'm going to go first because 
uh, a few hours after this podcast goes live on Friday, will also go live my review of Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. And, Ooh, clap, 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 clap. Yeah, clap, 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 clap. And I can't tell you how much I hated this game. Uh, kidding. Kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm just, small spoiler, I gave it a 4 out of 5, which ironically, when I looked this up, was actually what I gave the original Fire Emblem Warriors. <laughs> I'm probably interesting, looking interesting. back, I probably would have given that more like a 3.5, but I think I was just kind of high on the game at the time. <laughs> It's it definitely also, one of those, like, the first one's definitely one of those games that feels great until you look back on it. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and for the record, you know, Hy the first Hyrule Warriors, I remember for another set, I gave that a 4 out of 5, but I gave Age of Calamity 4.5. So, take that's, that as you will. That's probably a good comparison, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I was expecting going into Three Helps to it be the Age of Calamity, you know, familiar world, new story... Uh, you know, slight spin on the characters, but of course with the Dynasty Warriors combat. And I got most of what I was looking for. You can read my review. I go into great detail about what I liked and what I didn't like about it. If you're a fan of Fire Emblem Three Houses, you will like this game. You'll like it for the story. Okay, I gotta be clear on this, though. I have only finished one path, which usually I would say is not enough for me to review a game, because especially after Three Houses, you kind of need to have that full picture if you will but it took me 31 hours just to beat azure glean i don't have the bandwidth to like try and blaze through the set the, at least one of the other two and and i wanted to get it done before tomorrow because that's two weeks after the game release so you're getting my review of azure glean basically but with knowledge of what happened more or less in the other storylines in terms of plot and the, especially the gameplay the gameplay is the same like, just different characters. Right, so, right, right, right. Take that as you will. But basically, everything Fire Emblem about it is really good, was really good. Um, you know, the story, the characters, voice acting. Um, I did like the combat system. I do feel that, that there were some key missteps, including the very repetitive nature of the missions in themselves. <laughs> Not the combat. You can, we, you can make the combat interesting, but keep switching characters. You know, that's a lot of fun, actually. Especially when you pick your all-star team. But for me, it was like just trying to get to the big story missions was a slog, especially at the end of the game where I'm trying my hardest just to get done. Like, seriously, I thought, okay, we're almost there. No, here, got, here's eight more missions. Okay, now we're almost there. No, here's another nine. It's like, why? Like, stop it. Get some help. But so, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because like the way you're describing it, it definitely had that unfortunately uh, recent track record from Koi Tecmo of like, yeah, just kind of padding out the missions before you get to the main story missions, it seems. Yeah, yeah definitely. That, yeah, and that, that's absolutely what happens. But then again, in Age of Calamity, they honestly didn't do that. They gave you all these missions, but they, most of them were optional, and you only had to complete a few of them in order to get to that next big story mission. And sometimes you would just go on the side missions just to boost up a character or give them another warrior gauge or get him a better weapon or a weapon. Right, right, right. Here, Actually, like, improvements, actual improvements. Yeah, yeah. but with this one, it's like, no, you have to go through all these missions because that's how a war goes. You know, you don't <laughs> just go right into the next battle. You have the skirmishes, and it's like, yeah, but after a while, I'm really tired of those skirmishes. <laughs> so this is why war tires someone out. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I know it's a war game, but I don't actually have to. I don't want to actually feel like I'm in it. Hello. Um, also, I want to know, and I didn't talk to the guys about this beforehand. We talked about this game a lot before the show started, but I want to talk about the expeditions. Okay. Okay. The most 
gratuitous thing <laughs> I have ever seen. And everyone's like, wait a minute, isn't this just basically a tea time? Yes and no. In tea time, you're, you, you do the conversation thing, and then if you're lucky, you, you can, like, quote, observe them. Uh, in the game, they even note how creepy it is. <laughs> it is hilarious, they actually. Straight up, they straight up say, you know, you get to pay close attention to them, but not in a weird way. But it's totally weird. And um, while I will not completely spell out how this looks, I was uh, doing an expedition with Candace. Because sometimes they can request the expeditions, which I actually thought was kind of cool. <laughs> so I did one with Constance, who's not my favorite character, as you know, Will. But I got her, what do you want to call it? Her sullen self. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the, the sun, yeah, the yeah. Sun, so the sun she's talking, and I, and I, this is my first and only time with her, and I hit the perfect, you know, trinity or whatever, and I decide, you know, screw it, I want to see the observing, because they actually talk during it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When I do, I, there's like three positions you can look at. You look, look at them, like, down, like, you know, you're looking <laughs> down on them, and they usually talk about their hair for the females. Then you could look at them from the side, and they'll usually make a reference to their clothes. And then you could look at them from the front. So, and then of course you could do like the teasing. The okay, I want to talk about the teasing really quick. <laughs> How is teasing a bad thing? All right, like the, look at their reactions when you do teasing, and they like look angry at you. Like this is supposed to be like happy tea time or whatever, and yet every time you do tease, they're like, "My word." Or whatever. Can't believe you did that. Exactly. <laughs> it's just so weird. But anyway, so I'm with Constance and I'm 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 do I'm you know doing all the angles just so I can hear what she says. And I go to her from the front, and then at times if you hit like the nod teasing and joke thing things enough, they'll do like their own self animation. Some of them will you know adjust their hair. Some of them will go and grab the teacup. But some of them, including Constance, go in this really interesting leaning back position. And from where I was, it didn't look PG. <laughs> I have the picture to prove it because it's just too funny. Um, I'm like, it's so gratuitous. And some of the other ones are much better. Ingrid, Petra, they both do this kind of motion. It's just like, I thought this wasn't going to be weird. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Unfortunately, if you know Koi Tecmo's track record, that they, like they know how to slip in the subtlety oh. of culture, if anything else. <laughs> yeah, but overall, the game was good. Again, I've only played Azure Gleam. I will get to the other two paths. It's just I'm going to take a day or two off just because I want to at least go into it somewhat fresh. And Scott, who has also played it, um, he noted that in New Game Plus mode, you'll actually be able to skip missions. At times, so yes, <laughs> that is something that we are not afraid to spoil for you. Go and enjoy that. Uh, go and read my review, you'll see why I gave it a four out of five. I enjoyed the game, but I totally enjoyed Age of Calamity more. I feel that mm -hmm. was a more refined experience, it was more, it, 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 it worked the story in a better way, even though this again, my Azure Gleam story was fine. Um, Everything Fire Emblem about it was great. Character support conversations, loved doing all those, seeing all the old friends and recruiting them to the squad, leveling them up, making them more powerful. That was all great. But then the Warriors stuff, like, they went a little too much. It was so mm. overwhelming at times, having to remember to do everything with my characters and then hope that I am ready for the next battle. Um, it, again, it's a good game, and diehards for uh, Three Houses will absolutely love it. But if you're a more casual Fire Emblem fan, you probably won't get a lot of the references, especially mm -hmm. since they really 
they make it clear, and I think we mentioned this last week, that they make it clear that you need to play three houses before playing this game. Otherwise, you're just not going to know what the heck is going on. Right. There's right, a right. lot of inside stuff that oh, you'll yeah. probably have to, you'll just like skim and not understand what's going on. For sure, for sure. Like, again, like with uh, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, you, like, they really lean into the fact, like, yeah, you need to play the original game before, like, you get the nods and references. I mean, if you can play it by itself, fine, but you will be missing some, like, cues and details, which, yeah, yep. it is kind of kind of. Dead. It really depends on what you want out of the game. If you just want, like, the action, then this one's fine. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, if you yeah, want to yeah, actually like... get in, like, to the nitty-gritty details and all the characters, you definitely want to have at least played at least a route or two of three houses yep 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 like and the way you, you described it todd like yeah uh age of calamity is definitely much more focused on the narrative and even with, like they, they basically didn't cut like add too much padding or tap or fat fat to to the experience because like as you said the, the side missions like you clear the zones get upgrades for all these characters actually served a purpose and with uh with three three hopes it's just like yeah just the it's just like unfortunately they added that padding i mean yeah there is a grind but you get items that you really don't need and just like for the sake of be cash or renown so not as significant of progress as compared to age calamity yeah there, there's a difference though between a grind and a slog like when you're doing like side missions and like awakening or fates to try and level up your characters you that's your choice you could say oh i you know what this character is new i should probably help level them up a little bit more and then you can go and do the choose the side missions you can't just skip to the end of the story mission here you have to go through sometimes eight or nine and then you'll get to these houses and you can unlock items but only if you fight and then there are other ones where it's like if you get to these in time you can do an extra mission i'm like i'm already doing 10 missions <laughs> and, and i'll and i'll admit i did them i did i did too one time <laughs> i fell into that trap <laughs> and i said let him die i don't care i wanted to get to the end of the game thankfully i did at like 1 30 last night that's when i beat it was 1 30 a.m wednesday or morning, wednesday night because i was just i had to get through i knew i had to get through so i could get my review up for friday and i don't regret it but it's just like especially at the end where i didn't get to recruit the final member of the black eagles in my in my run I was just like, I don't care. I just want to get done. Mm -hmm. so, and when, you, when you're at that point, that proves there's, there's too much padding. I never had that feeling with Age of Calamity. I had it after the game when the bonus content was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all these missions to, re to repair the robot. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't need that. But I needed that brevity here. And I didn't get it. So, But still, four out of five. Go read my review tomorrow. And uh, if, if Slash Wayne Tyler comes back, Hopefully he'll give us his insight. If he's played it, I honestly don't know. So, yeah. Right. Last I heard, like, he did play it on our Discord chat, yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> All right, Scott, how about you? All righty. So, yeah, I played a lot of Three how three Hopes. And honestly, I love, and I love what they've done with the Warriors formula as well as with, like, the Fire Emblem Warriors formula. Mm -mm 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 -mm. But I do agree that it is a slog, especially with the extra missions that feel like they're very they're, they feel like they're side missions they don't feel as important as they probably should be especially right. since you only have especially in those missions only four people as opposed to when you have your big battles you'll have eight right right like you actually command your entire team like with you know, yeah right, 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 right. especially because in this game i feel like commanding actually helps the experience so like when you actually have a good team of people to go like do things 
The problem, though, with the side missions with that is you have very small maps in comparison to the big maps. So you can pretty much have all four of your characters cover the entire map, basically, in the side missions. That also doesn't help that much. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, AI is not that smart. Like you could say, if you don't, if you don't tell your AI to do things, they won't do anything but fight the base captains, and it's garbage when they try that. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I hate to meet you. I need you to go to this area. I am. Uh, we must endeavor to do our very best. Like blah blah blah. Shut up and move. And then he'll go there and he'll say, Dimitri's arrived at the station. He'll stay there for like 10 seconds and go running off in a completely different direction. <laughs> <laughs> really? You have to really be good at your uh, orders. You have to be like, oh, you have to be very concise with kill this person or go take over this stronghold. Because right, otherwise right, they'll right. go to a place and then turn around and fight the base captain that actually doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's not, you'll yeah. have the strongholds, which are actual like things that create more people and create resources. And we have base captains who just like, are just there to create enemies. They don't actually create allies. And so the enemies, of course, from there don't actually do anything, but that's for some reason what the AI like to focus on a lot. Is they'll just go to the base captains over and over again, and you're just like, that's not important to the objective at all. Especially because like the, the, the units that come out of the base captains don't actually do anything. They'll go to the strongholds, but instantly die because the stronghold captains are much stronger than the units. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Especially if you have um, built up, like in the main missions, if you have your stronghold captains built up with strategies or stuff, they'll just destroy everything but actual named units. So you don't have to actually worry too much about strongholds, which I really like that you'll have like strategies that actually emphasize getting either units to protect your strongholds or units to protect key characters in the fight mm -hmm. so you don't right, have right. to basically in some warriors games i feel like i always have to like be right next to the ai to make sure they don't die whereas this one i actually am fine with just getting some of like the strategies in place that protect them because right. like say they have mages or archers that are my favorite ones are the armored units they like they don't do a lot of damage but they also just don't die <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so that's like warriors has a lot of good things and a lot of things that suffer with the warriors formula because they are trying so hard in some cases like adding filler content was a very big thing were warriors games sadly sadly enough yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, like the warriors drawn like the muso drawn from omega uh omega tech for mega force will constantly yeah, yeah. always have extra filler stuff that you don't really care about unless you're like a completionist and i always feel bad for when gerard has to do warriors games because there's so much just extra fluff to these games that you oh, don't yeah. need. Yeah. I'll be playing this for a while. Yeah, if yeah, he wants to do this, you... that's going to suck. Right. Because after fun, but... you beat like either normal or hard mode, you get access to a, another difficulty mode name known as Maddening, where all the characters are max level. <laughs> yeah. Except for your characters, of course. Of course. All the enemies are max level. You are whatever level you're at. <laughs> well, talk about bringing Lunatic into a new level then. Great. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, luckily, your characters, when they do have advantage, actually can kill the units. Mm, it's yeah, just when they don't have advantage, they're pretty much just doing nothing next to the units. <laughs> right, right, right. So, that can some saving grace. It and still plus... suffers from the Warriors AI, which I still right. think is problematic. But it does a lot better with Warriors AI. Because <laughs> in most Warriors games, those units are basically garbage and won't do anything for you. In this one, at least they'll survive. Yeah, yeah, at least it's somewhat a little <laughs> bit of competence. Yeah. And having the being able to control four at a time basically helps a lot too, because you'll be like, oh, I can't fight with this guy, so you tune to the other guy and fight with them instead. 
<laughs> but overall, I think uh, Three Hopes is actually a really good game. I enjoyed my playthrough so far. I finished one route, and I'm in the middle of a second one. I finished the Scarlet Blaze or the Black Eagles route, which, by the way, I think is the is um, comparing it with the other three routes is actually the longest route really? in the game because oh, it constantly has eight or nine side missions to every mission. Oh, yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. Azure Gleam or with the Golden Deer's route, we'll have a few that have a lot, and then they'll have a few that are just like one or two missions at a time. Yeah, they're, uh... like I only had the one missions twice, and I was right near the end. Everything else was between five and like 11. <laughs> yeah. So, and, that, and that's not including the whole hey can you help us out missions or yeah those ones come out of nowhere too because you'll be like finally i only have four only four areas where i can get to the main one and then like as soon as you get to one another like this little um resource will then open up and say hey you have three more turns till this one turns away and it's like what you weren't even a thing before yeah. can i also uh... note that one of the most annoying things in the entire game is the pop-up notification for a, fa a facility could be expanded I don't care. <laughs> can be expanded. <laughs> this person must be on an expedition. Yeah, you have too many resources in the supply yeah. hold. Yeah, I, that, I can't tell you. I, I should have mentioned this in my review, but that totally kills the momentum. Like you're doing like you know two battles in a row, and you're like on fire. Then all of a sudden, you get the resources. Then this facility can be expanded, and uh, and I was like, fine. Then you go back, you deal with it, and then you find out it's not like a expansion that you don't really need to care about. So I'm like, yeah, I'm wasting my time for this. Like I said, that's what I was talking about with the overwhelming thing because it's like i want to get through this and then they keep throwing ways for me to slow down that's not how it should go yeah that's the problem i think with adding more fluff too because it'll constantly want you to go back to the camp so you have to do all the loading loading stuff to get to the camp there's not a long loading screen but the fact that you have to see it so often between going from the overworld map to the camp all the time because they want you to continuously do upgrades or updates or you wanna you got new activity points in your arsenal now, so you'd have to do mm -hmm. use those up. Well you don't have to, but they I mean you don't have to, but if you it'll right. give you another warning every time you try to do a mission going, Hey, you're you still have activity points. You sure you wanna do this? Yes! <laughs> I don't care if I have activity points, everyone's maxed out. Pretty much. Like at at certain points in the game between training points and and activity points, you're just like I have nothing left to do, so I'm just going to keep going now. So, bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> like, I made all my mages also have, like, wit, like extra classes for no reason, just because I'm like, I just want to use these up for nothing. <laughs> mm, okay, okay, okay. Because the mages are so easy to level up with, like, the training facility. So, like, when you have, like, a mage, which, I mean, like, for my run, I had, like, Hubert and Dorothea. They'd constantly be at max all the time. Like, they were easy to max out, so I just started putting them into, like, other ones. Like, I gave Dorothea a sword for no reason. Just because I'm like, I need to use up this activity point somehow. Mm. Train with a sword! <laughs> Which was also actually fun to watch, just, like, because you have, like, the little training animations at the facility manager. So you'll have just see Dorothea randomly using a sword against, like, Bernie with a bow. It's just, like, hilarious to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, or was it just three hopes for you? Um, I'm trying to think that I actually play anything else. That's fine. I, I think I played that as well as uh, more Death End Request, but nothing oh, okay, really okay. more about that than I've already said previously. Fair enough. All right. Well, <laughs> well for me, while you two were playing Three Hopes, I'd sell you, which I have not touched, I have been more or less been addicting with, with uh, Monsanto Sunbreak. And currently, right now, 
I, as of right now, I think I am uh, currently the master rank number four. I'm currently just faced uh, being the the Astalos, the Thunder Dragon, and yeah, like. I like what's this more to be more to say about Sunbreak is like it is one very good. I just got the second uh, switch skills and just has so much things to do from besides from like the grinding of the equipment to get new weapons and I don't like the followers course personally for me, I really did enjoy it. Like like get playing with like the NPCs of the story actually adds a bit more to it. So like yes, it is single player, but the fact that you get this team based battle outside of online play is actually quite uh, fulfilling. Plus, again, it's, if you play with one of your favorite characters or favorite females, you know what, best girl, fight <laughs> me. It's just like, yeah, it's a great time. It's a great time. So yeah, uh, Monster on the Rise Sunbreak is just a very good expansion, and I just cannot wait to, once I face off against the Malzina, which I know that's going to be a pain in my butt, but yeah, face off the Malzina, the, all these new monsters, can't wait. And plus, of course, um, the updates coming down the line. And as uh, going back to be, to the beginning uh, uh, of this podcast, like yeah, again we had three things re related to a uh, Thor or Norse mythology. One being God of War and Ragnarok finally getting a release date on PS4 and 5. Second is of course which are Thor of Love and Thunder, and the third Thor news is with Fire Emblem Heroes. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's what it was. That, <laughs> I was right about body parts. I just was thinking of the wrong Thor. <laughs> so, so I want, yes, I, I want to tell this story. I want to tell this story. Oh so, my god, get ready on the soapbox, people. Oh, oh, I, I'm not on a soapbox. I am on a freaking tower overlooking <laughs> all the people who need to listen to me. Okay, so, uh, Will mentioned, hey, we got a new banner. I'm like, okay, I hadn't logged into the game in a bit, so I didn't hear the news, and. And he's, I'm like, yeah, sh hey, sh drop me the video. And he goes, are you sure? <laughs> and he, gets, he does one of those emojis. I'm like, oh, gods. And sure enough, I, there was a couple of gods. And just the profile image, which honestly didn't show that much, I could just tell, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> sure enough, they decide, hey, let's put Thor with two R's and Loki with two of something else in like the <laughs> skimpiest bikinis possible period <laughs> end of story and I'm, and will's loving it of course he is and i'm just like gosh freaking dang it like you can't defend this it's just and here's even worse this this is a fact if you watch the video when they get to thor and loki thor has like petals around her kind of how should i say this delicately to obstruct certain views, if you will. In the trailer, in yes. The they trailer. Yeah, they, <laughs> they purposefully the had to cover it because I think maybe the YouTube algorithm was something they were afraid yeah. of that. Yeah, and once you get into the game, there is no such obstruction. Nope. <laughs> nope. And, and then when you do, like, the heavily damaged image, it's just so dang gratuitous. <laughs> Like, and it, like, oh, how would you know that, Todd? Because I'm playing the Tempest Trials, and they're one of the boss figures. So yeah, you kind of notice. So, yeah. I just got a funny, funny that like one they had to uh, purposefully cover the art artwork in the review trailer. Like yeah, it's just like that, including like when um the artist also showed off on, on his Twitter account, uh, Shige Mike. Uh, but yeah, like us, like take a uh, going aside from Thor and Loki for a second. Like the other two uh sacred stones from uh Eric uh, Leon and as well Nifo, which <laughs> surprisingly enough Tyler did not mind it too much, and that Nifo was actually the best one and in his point of view because like nifo 
was basically covered up, which also has a very similar resemblance to Lady Demetresque of, of Refuse. <laughs> okay, of, but I want to yeah. counter that with one small thing. Yes, Neffel is absolutely, if we're being completely honest, everyone not named Thor and Loki came out fine. I mean, <laughs> well, like, just being honest, they, they looked fine. But in the sh opening shot of Niffle, she's completely covered up. But then when you go into her battle, her battle <laughs> animation, she is showing skin. I'm just like, you literally moved her into a different position just so she could show skin. Like, really? <laughs> like, get over yourself. I mean, and this is not even the character you would do it with. Like, just being objective here, Niffle in her, what do you want to call it, the avatar form? Her avatar form is tiny. Like, she's meant to be small. And then she transforms into Fox? Uh, wolf? I got an ice dragon, supposedly. An ice dragon, quote, that's quote. Not, that's not an ice dragon. It's a, it's a that's what they said. Don't, I, that's not my... Yeah. Either way, she transforms into her, you know, her, her final form. You know, and that's her... That's what she's supposed <laughs> to look like. And that's fine. But you moved her in from one position to another just to show, like, literally the tiniest bit of skin. Why do it at all? I mean... Uh, heck, subtlety is one of the best things in regard to uh, fan service games like this. Oh, right, right. Oh, this game gosh. no subtlety, Will. This game, this real game is not no subtlety at all. <laughs> Again, Thor and Loki, don't you dare talk to me about subtlety. <laughs> again, uh, again with the past banners, and uh, just a, a fun trivia you note: know, the, the the artwork for Nifa was us, uh, the same artist who did a uh, Durarara of, of anime series. So that, that fun note. But yeah, going and just to wrap it up, like yeah, Dora Loki. Like if if you, I I sparked at her them, and it, once you listen to her combo, like even Phoenix Master One, like was like when he some sparked at her, sparked at her. Uh, those two is just basically like okay, uh, listening. It was good. Okay, not too offensive. And then was getting further into the conversation. Like, uh, okay, speed up, speed up, or else the YouTube algorithm is gonna kill me. So like, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, they they know what they're doing. Intelligence so knows what they're doing. But heck, I'm eating good tonight. <laughs> oh, people are eating good tonight. <laughs> really? Would that be because there's some melons on sale? <sighs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> For the record, I could have got I could, that could have got a lot dirtier because of Will being here, but I steered it away. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, now for the news. I actually thought there wasn't a lot of news this week, but then the guys found some really good topics, so it's time to go down the warp pipe. I will start off with something that I find really cool: Pokemon Puzzle League is coming to Nintendo Switch Online. They just announced this like half an hour ago at the time of this recording. I have fond memories of this game because when I got my N64, which I only got because my mom won a contest for like a hundred bucks, which back then was, you know, a lot of money. Um, I mean, it still is today, obviously, but still. Yeah. Uh, she used it on me to buy me an N64 because she really knew I wanted it because I had only had hand-me-downs in terms of consoles before. And she got me that and she got me the Pokemon Stadium bundle for the N64. Oh, oh that one, great. that one. The box is great. Uh, and then she got me Pokemon Puzzle League and Madden NFL 98 on the N64. Yeah. You know, it, it was a football game. I was into football. It was fine. But I remember Pokemon Puzzle League a lot because I had so much fun, you know, lining everything up and, you know, trying to, you know, it's, I love Tetris. I grew up on Tetris on the Game Boy and in a, a Yoshi's Island. Uh, no, Yoshi's. What was it? Yoshi Island 64? No, not on 64, the Game Boy. Um, oh. Yoshi had its own, his own Tetris. I can't remember what it was called. But, uh, and so I played that, loved that, and so Game Puzzle League was fun. I remember going up against all these trainers from the, the show, and, you know, 
I probably won't play this when it comes to Snit. I'm pretty sure it's on the yeah, it's on the expansion pack, so I don't have that. But if I did, I would totally play this game because I have so many fun, so many fun memories of it. It's called Yoshi's Cookie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, good. I think that was it. Here, I want to look it up. Yoshi's Cookie. Uh, no, that, no, that's not it. That's not. Hold on, Yoshi's. I want to look it up because I'm. <laughs> it, was, it was an adventures game. It was a, oh, okay. It, it was an adventure game, and. Uh, I remember it was Yoshi was there. Um, okay, I'll look. I'll look it up. But it was. It was. It was. It was. I remember it was something. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It was Tetris Attack. Ah, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 and okay, Yoshi okay. was the main character for whatever reason. Yeah, because you had to travel around. You fought the other characters like Lucky Two and so on and so forth. And you. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was Tetris Attack. That was it. So there you go. Why, why didn't they call it Yoshi's Tetris Attack? Anyway, uh, but yeah. So if you're a fan of Pokemon Puzzle League, that's going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch Online. So you should be able to enjoy that, hopefully. Mm -mm. Well, if you got the expansion pack, of course, of if course. you want to pay the extra, extra premium. <laughs> of course. All right. Next up is something that a lot of people are going to be interested in, including our boss, uh, Lego Bowser. Mm. Oh yeah. So uh. Uh huh. Yeah, there is a large Lego. Ba I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the article that Keith wrote. But yeah, there is a <laughs> nice big Lego Bowser coming out, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, huge. It's, <laughs> it's big. It's big. It's big. Like, <laughs> we're not we're not saying it's life size. Although, could you imagine the box for that? I don't want to skid a box for that. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. We only have a million pieces. Can you do it? No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, but it just had done so. Again, yeah. you'd be with That's the fair. Okay, so here it is. It is 2,800 pieces. 2,800 pieces. Uh, it's called the Mighty Bowser Lego Kit. It's going to be available on October 1st, further adding to the stuff you're going to be buying on October, for $270. Sheesh! Check my Switch for that! Not unless you don't include tax. Uh, <laughs> all right. This is the Mighty Bowser will include two towers that can be knocked down, a hidden PAL block, a fireball launcher, his head moves. So, yeah, and like, you see the details on this thing? It's really like, this is a really cool Bowser. I'm not going to buy it. Oh, <laughs> uh, which reminds me, I got my Ike figure in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to, yeah, okay, yeah. How's how's that? Yeah. I haven't gone to take a picture of it, but it it's good. It uh, I had to put it together, so I was scared because you actually had to take off Ike's head to put his cape on, and then you know. Oh. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then and then he had to put Ragnell together, and you know it was it was worth it in the end. Uh, it's a big figurine. It's not as big as my uh, DC Universe ones, like my Batman v Superman ones, but. Uh, it's still a really good size. It's got really great detail. Like, they got scratches on Ragnar, which I'm going to guess is all tonight. Because, as we all know, Ragnar cannot be scratched by a mortal blade. <laughs> Accuracy. But um, I'm just going to assume it's the all tonight scratches from the, his clashes with the Black Knight. Which was clearly in level in level 23 at the Black Castle. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a really cool thing. The only thing that could have been better if I could hear could have heard Ike's voice coming out of it, but I'll just you know pretend. <laughs> they have to have some manner of yeah. uh, limitation. You'll, you'll get no sympathy <laughs> from me. 
Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, this Lego one is it's also cool. So if you're a collector of Lego or you know Mario stuff, this will definitely be for you. Mm-mm-mm. So. Or, and to quote our boss, shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh-oh, hold on, breaking news. Oh. GameStop CFO out, layoffs across company, including at GameStop proper and Game Informer. Unclear how hard people have been hit, but doesn't sound small. A number of reductions as per company memo. Yeah, bet. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's on par for GameStop, right? <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! You can't, you can't survive off of Reddit stocks alone. Reddit stocks, or even crypto, <laughs> which you're really going into it. Like, like the, the warning signs are there, and you still want to go with the sinking ship. Like, ah, who are yeah. these people? Yeah. Oh boy, but yes. Even though we're making fun, you know, it's never good when you hear about layoffs. So think about these people and we'll just see what happens there. In more positive news, the game that Will is addicted to, uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, has already hit 2 million in DLC sales. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Like DLC sales via uh, in both systems, I believe in both Steam and a uh, Switch units. And Fair. from what, and yeah, like again, we we already we all know uh, with that Monster is a, is a very big game in pretty much both sides of the world now. I mean, oh, Japan yeah. especially. Yeah. And yeah, like I I only been seeing streams of like people playing Sunbreak, and again, Sunbreak is just that good with the, the, the improvements. Again, the new monsters, as I said earlier, is like it really is worth it. And plus, if you're on Steam, like I see Maximilian play, do play, play some rounds. Yeah, it can, you can definitely some fun moments out there. So yeah, Monster on the Rise, Sunbreak hitting two millions, and which they also released it a uh, new uh, free updates as well, uh, like free content upgrade updates, which you can actually get uh, currently right now to celebrate this two million sales or, or milestone is also a very good um, th- uh, reward from Capcom. So yeah, by all means, yeah, congratulations to Monster on the Rise Sunbreak. Congrats to the team, and yeah, I just can't wait for that news update to come down the line. Yeah. Alright, I gotta ask you this, Will, because obviously you're playing, and you're probably gonna see t- more tweets about it than I am. Have you heard about this, like, group of gamers trying to do all-night sessions? I would not be surprised. Like, uh, I do, I actually have a friend who is actually quite renowned, more renowned in Monster than me, and I honestly would would not be surprised if people have played this thing throughout the night. Well, I mean, I, again, we have we have her tales of like that twenty four hour boss in Final Fantasy yeah. Eleven. Yeah. So why, like, why not an all night people playing sessions who don't basically have no lives? I think, to I, saw, I, think I saw like one tweet about it, and it was just like they had to play it till dawn because that's when you have a sun break. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh... You walked right into it. Oh my gosh. You walked right into it, man. Like, it should have been obvious I was setting you up for something. I'm like, oh no, Tonic. It's very possible. Because I, 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 I would not be surprised there actually would be some people who actually play 24 hours. I would not be surprised. Yeah. Sunbreak. Aha, aha, aha. All right. Next up was a, a kind of interesting reveal that we had yesterday. There is going to be a. Splatoon 3, Nintendo Switch OLED. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and uh, the reaction to this has been very interesting because I've seen some people, you know, like really like it, like they love the design because there's some really interesting it. It, it is, it is. Kit, sorry. Um, art design on it, it's really cool. And then others are like, they're still selling the Switch OLED. 
<laughs> yeah, like I'll give props. Like when they really it, like it, it looks pretty damn good. Especially the jo- those Joy Cons that neon color. Like those things always look very nice. I- I- I'll give props to that. And if they sell it individually, by all means, it's it's much. I I, I will probably get it as it's pretty much in the same league as the um, the profitable uh a Skyward Sword uh Joy Cons. But yeah, the fact that one they are still pushing with the special edition uh OLED and Switch models like. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just kind of kind of brings a lot of question. Like, okay, you're pushing, you're obviously getting ready for Splatoon three and all that, but like, really? Yeah. I, okay. If it if it sells units, then you know. I mean, I know people bought the special edition Smash uh, yeah. console and dock, oh, like, yeah. and of course, like, I remember Animal Crossing. That thing sold pretty nicely. So yeah, again, collectors, whatever you be, yeah, can't can't argue. Now, since we're already on this topic, let's talk about one of the more eye-rolling things of the week. More Nintendo Switch Pro rumors. <laughs> uh, it will never die. Yeah. yeah. I I have warned you, all of you, about this. Until Nintendo proper says that the Nintendo Switch Pro is coming, don't believe or listen to any rumors that say it's coming now. And people are saying this because of, you know, the lack of OLED cells overall, even our boss King Koopa Keith noted that. But again, until Nintendo Switch proper says it's coming, it's not coming. All right. Because we've heard Bloomberg report on this. That's a major business publication. They report on that multiple times that it was coming. It hasn't. All right. Uh, we've heard major gaming sites and those with sources in Nintendo talking about the Nintendo Switch Pro. That just always brings me back to the schoolyard. Yeah. My cousin w- works at Nintendo and said this was happening in an Ocarina of Time. Cool. Yes, my cousin's <laughs> uncle's brother's sister, who happens to be the janitor's husband at the, you know, that kind of thing. He heard a rumor from the other guy who also works in the building. Like, stop it. it it's just, it's annoying. And they, these rumors just keep popping up. And, like, I've even seen memes telling people to shut up about it in not-so-nice terms. So, like, seriously. That's putting it lightly. Yeah, I know. It's just like, this is how angry they are. They're making memes featuring Sheen from Jimmy Neutron telling people to shut the F up. Like, okay, and I'm with them because, you know, again, if this was if this was like a once-a-year rumor, it would be less annoying overall, all right? But this is like every few months, it's after every, you know, major sale, lack of sale, Someone always says, oh, by the way, there's these new Switch Pro rumors. It's not happening until it happens. That's just the end of it. All right? Enough. Jeez. Yeah. Like, again, once Nintendo's, yeah, as you said, Todd, like, once Nintendo's ready, they will say something. But as of right now, forget about it. Even I, like, I and, um, yeah, even uh, Tyler's and me just says, like, okay, okay, fine. Just put it to rest. We'll just stay quiet. I mean, we hope for it that it will come soon. But, again, until official word comes from Nintendo, yeah, just, like, bottle it up right now. Just bottle it up. <laughs> like The past is dead. Bury it, but this is the future. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it would be the future if it wasn't so much in the past. <laughs> yeah. Look, it, would a lot of us be happy with a Nintendo Switch Pro? Per se, yes. Especially with some of the big games we got coming out, like Gen 9 Pokemon and Bayonetta, hopefully. Uh, you know, and the other surprises we're going to get in the next few years. But the Switch is doing just fine without it. All right, we have a literal regular switch. We have a slightly better switch. 
We have a slightly less mobile switch. You know what? What more can you want? We want a pro switch. Shut up! <laughs> Nintendo has never been about the graphics. Can they make them better? Absolutely. Well, does it really matter in the overall? No. All right. I had to do a work script today for one of my other jobs, and it was one of the funnest ones I ever got to do. Like full stop. It was the top 23 Nintendo Switch exclusives. And usually for lists like this, I have to go to their page because I'm not really familiar with the game. And I can go, okay, what can I extrapolate from this to paint a picture? I didn't have to look up a single gosh dang bloody page. Because I either, I either played all these games or I know everything about these games. Like, you know, like Super Mario Maker. I never played that, but I still know it. I had so much fun writing about these titles. And that's why I said, hey, you, hey, Xbox Series X people. Hey, PS5 people. You got your consoles. We got the games. <laughs> Period. <laughs> so, so keep your next-gen 2048D plus knuckle capabilities. We, and the 23 aren't all the exclusives. There are some that he actually forgot to leave or put on the, on the thing. It could have been easily like another th uh, 10. All right, and we still got more coming out this year and next year and so on and so forth. We don't need the pro. We just need them to keep making great games. Okay? <laughs> on that note, Nintendo Switch president Shintaro Furukawa, Tyler's least favorite person in the world. He really doesn't like Furukawa. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> he was asked in a recent shareholders meeting about the game franchises we haven't seen on Switch, which is something we have talked about many times here on NEP. Stuff like Donkey Kong, F-Zero, Golden Sun, a new Kid Icarus game, blah, blah, blah. And he revealed, what, quote, why this was. Quote, it is, it is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels, for every Nintendo game that people request. But we are grateful and appreciate the expectations our fans have for our games. End quote. Then, <laughs> now hold on, we're not done yet. Then Senior Managing Executive Officer uh, Shinya Takahashi said, Quote, we are always considering how to develop new titles and remakes that can be enjoyed by players. Uh, we cannot tell you that there are any plans for future remakes or any specific game, but during development, we are always thinking about various possibilities that players can enjoy. End quote. So, yeah, that's a very long way of saying, yeah, you're not going to get always what you want. <laughs> like, seriously, that's how it rings. Like, oh, it's impossible to give players all the games they want. Sure about that? Right, right, right. And yeah, like, and, and um, complimentary to this news as well. Like, I, because I remember actually, like, one fan actually bought, like, a lot of stock to attend the investment meeting to actually ask that question. Like, why didn't you make a sequel to F Zero? Like, yeah. Like, a true that... F Zero fan spends, like, 40 grand just to get in a room to ask about F Zero. Right, right, <laughs> right. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. So, yeah, one, obviously, yeah, it's be it the team, the world situation, probably that prevents like development of these sequels that people longing for, like F Zero and such. But the fact that it's also one again, we talked about it times in this previous podcast. Like again, a sequel to Thousand Year Door, even a straight up port of it, or just like yeah, just freaking more of F Zero is all you really need. You don't need to re to sh uh, break the mold again. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. My problem with this is that. While I do agree to the higher level that it is impossible to make every game that fans want, that doesn't mean you can't make the games that we're still asking for right now. I'll give you the great example. It's Metroid. We've been asking for years for a new Metroid game. And then what did they announce? Metroid Prime 4. 
And then what happens? Oh, it's infinitely delayed. So what do they do? Do they rest on their laurels and loyals on their laurels <laughs> and say, "Hey, we're just gonna wait for that game to get done"? They go, "Hey, no, Mercury Steam. We know you want to make another uh, another Metroid title. Can you do one in Dread?" And they said yes, and it was a game of the year contender. Now imagine if they had not listened to fans by saying, "Hey, we want a Metroid game now," and they said, "No, screw it. We'll just wait for Metroid Prime Four to come out." And you also don't seem to have any problem doing an infinite amount of Mario sports game, even though I'm pretty sure the demand for those is much less. Like, seriously. Oh, yeah. 100% sure that not Aces, everyone is here wa- golf, wanting more Mario tennis. Strikers. I mean, Strikers was requested. I'm not going to lie. That was absolutely requested. Strikers is probably one of the most requested ones, oh, yeah, to be oh, honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Or how about WarioWare? You want to tell me that <laughs> WarioWare was more requested than Donkey Kong or Golden Sun or F-Freaking-Zero? But no, you made WarioWare... Let get it together anyway, and you know what? That one was actually one of the lesser sellers. It still got over a million, still got over a million, but still. And we know, we know that you guys were working on the sequel to One Two Switch, except it's so bad that it's never going to see the light of day. Did we ask for a One Two Switch sequel? No. Does anyone care? It won't see the light of day. No. <laughs> So you could say this is about us, but it's very much about you as well. And as uh, Metroid Dread proves, you don't always have to do it yourself. There are teams out there who have said, hey, we'll work on uh, an F-Zero game. Sega has d- Sega was the one who made the GameCube one. That was a collaboration one. And as you've, we've seen now with the Warriors titles, they're not afraid to give Zelda and Fire Emblem to Koei Tecmo and Omega Force to try and make the Warriors titles, which have been hits. Absolutely, but you took those risks. Why not do that with Donkey Kong again, like when you did it with Retro? Or yeah, where's my Donkey Kong Warriors? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think they could make that work. It would just be the roster would like be no more than like ten characters as a whole. Sure, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But you know, you're taking risks in other directions just to see if it works. You tell me you can't do it with these games that we know can sell on this system so yeah getting a little bit of a mixed feeling there dearest Furukawa. so Mm, mm, mm. just saying where's my golden sun (laughs) all right next up uh oh also i want to give a shout out to x play they did a hilarious they're doing a new series called one and done's about good games that never got a sequel they did one about star fox adventures it is so hilarious because apparently Crystal is a baddie, quote unquote. If you know, you know. Just, oh yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, but it's just it's just funny how I love X plays back. It's just it's great. So uh, go go and check that out. Uh, also, Adam Cole roasted all of Halo, and I've watched that video like 12 times, despite the fact that I'm not a Halo <laughs> fan. It's that funny. So, just saying. All right. Next up, we have oh, this is an important one: Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Because we are now in the month of Xenoblade. And naturally, they were doing their posts of music and character profiles. But some people are releasing previews of the gameplay, which is fine. But you got to be careful around some of them because some of them spoil key story details without a spoiler warning. Like, they show, like, the first, like, 15 seconds or so of the game, apparently. And... That, that didn't sound right. They showed a, a video <laughs> of the opening of the game, and within like the first 15 seconds, they spoil a major location. 
Okay? So if you don't want to get spoiled, do be careful about what videos you watch. Right. Yeah, be careful of the IGN ones and the GameSpot. Yep, 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 yep. I thought it was Game Explain. Yeah, you could also be careful of that one too. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. What just I be careful of all videos in general. Just, yeah, <laughs> just be careful. Just don't watch anything of Xenoblade Chronicles Three until you have it in your hands. Yeah, unless it's, unless you see official trailer. <laughs> yes, but if it's Nintendo, you're pretty safe. Mm -hmm, well, true well, that, well yeah. I mean, I like to think I'm safe with Nintendo, but they also did Federation Force. So, is anyone that's... really safe? No one is. No, no one is. is. <laughs> but thankfully, <laughs> Nintendo you're has. You're safe with Nintendo. <laughs> right, right, right. And thankfully, like, yeah, Nintendo has actually done something good with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because if you recall a while back, they released it the, they, and actually annou announced it the round two pre-order rounds of the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Collector's Edition on their site. Which, yeah, lo and behold, you can expect you the, the expect it has happened again. The, the site kind of crashed it once again. However, there is some hope. Which two of us actually have managed to secure pre-orders. Yes. So, yes. So, like as you expected, the site went down, crashing. Yeah, slow down, queues and all that. But apparently, some was actually it was um showed on post on Twitter. Basically, says like, yeah, people actually have got their pre-orders, including like Derek Bittner of of a good of Good Vibes Gaming and, and other uh, people. So yeah, like this is a funny story. Quick funny story. Like once I was. I was pretty much the entire day at workplace, like just waiting on that site. Unfortunately, my my my, my work uh, internet was uh, cut down. Uh, once I got back home, like roughly around like seven o'clock, and like okay, open two browsers, get that like log in my Nintendo um account, and then wait, 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 wait. And surprisingly enough, it only took me like thirty minutes, <laughs> and, and boom, and like, I managed to go and get my pre-orders, no problem. Which... I gotta appreciate that it only took thirty minutes, kind of deal. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. So yeah, for it. It actually finally works, but as of right now, at the time of recording, there's all it's currently out of stock right now, and who knows it's gonna do a round three pre-order if they will doing at this month, as it's, the game's gonna be releasing this month. So yeah, just keep. Ho I think hopefully Nintendo learns the lesson, but then again, I digress. Don't I? I should not have said that. But <laughs> they like... learned their lesson, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something and to do with that... Nintendo and servers are just uh, they they, t they take their sweet time to get them optimized. Yep, yeah, that is true. That is true. So, if anything, I think we'll probably like get one more uh release once it's like near release date or uh, even after release date for these collected editions. So, here's hoping that for for people who haven't got the collected edition yet, that'll be a uh, releasing uh pre-order windows once again. So, here's hoping. Here's hoping for those people. I want to tell my story of this because I'm watching. I'm doing my work. I'm like doing actual work throughout the day, and all I'm seeing is uh Will and Scott saying like giving updates and it's like after an hour after an hour after an hour and i'm like you guys are still going and they're like yeah we're still in the queue yes so just to screw with them just to screw with them i go um guys are you still having issues because i just got a copy and will's like what and i go no i'm just kidding i didn't get anything and he goes dang you and then he, <laughs> then he threatened to tag me in some not very safe for work art. And I'm like, I have a comic you're supposed to be getting. So unless, if you want to get it, you ain't going to tag me in Jack. And he goes, touche. <laughs> touche. I, I probably should, like, probably should, uh, unfortunately, they would even accept my Kickstarter pledge, what curse you. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, that experience was like, was, again, Nintendo, please update your servers already. Eesh. Yeah, they they had a 
imaginary queue, I like to say, because that what they did for their queue is they just only allowed a certain amount of visitors on their site at a moment. And their queue had a code that basically just refreshed it every like 15 to like 30 seconds until it went like until the servers went down, they changed it to like every minute and a half. Uh, it would refresh. So it was like nothing was happening. <laughs> I see, I see, I see, I see. But their queue was just refresh custom scripts, which is something that I could have done in high school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Where are we now? Uh, oh, yeah. Live Alive. That also got a uh, a nice update. We got a uh, soundtrack for uh, Go, Go, Steel Titan. It was. It is a song from the original game, but they're actually putting... Uh, lyrics to it this time and they gave a couple of uh, background videos and it is very japanese it, it is, is very japanese. like if you in all the best ways in the best <laughs> ways yes like uh the video currently released right now like you see uh composers uh like of yokoshi Umura involved in the video but yeah with the director uh, tokita takashi but the one who is uh bringing back the game uh singing with live vocals is the legend himself of kageyama hiron nobu which you probably remember him as the original uh singer for the original dragon ball opening of head chala as well as certain one piece openings so and of course he also did uh he's part of jam project who did one punch so yeah just <laughs> listening to the song like yeah one yes very japanese very anime-esque but then again it is, is, is kageyama-san which if you know his record he is legend in the anime industry so yes i think it matches well with live alive all right and with that we will now head to our main event and ladies and gentlemen today we are doing something entirely different we have never done this before on nep and we are again 286 episodes into our run because during the week there was an abomination okay no i'm not talking about the zealand chronicles three wait times uh <laughs> something worse than that something worse something much worse even worse than though than thorn loki's expose <laughs> oh that was yes. pushing it well even <laughs> Because that was at least, I mean, that was expected in the dumb, in the dumb way. This should, this was expected in the worst way, and yet they never failed to, you know, just destroy our expectations in the worst of ways. <laughs> electronic Arts, yes, that Electronic Arts, decided to make a tweet recently. If you don't know, there is a trend on Twitter going around called "They're a ten, but dot dot dot," and you fill in something that you feel would bring down a perfect ten. Like, for me, it would be, they're a 10, but they think froze are stupid. I have a fro, it's my best thing on me, so I would, I would definitely, you know, not be good with that person. Or, they're a 10, but they only play Xbox. Like, I'm a Nintendo guy, that would be a red flag. So, for Electronic Arts, the person who posted this tweet on uh, June 30th said, they're a 10, but they only like single-player games. Oh, uh... it was on. And now it is on right here because, ladies and gentlemen, we are taking EA to town because this is the first session of Nintendo Court. <laughs> Judge Triforce Todd presiding. 
Ladies and gentlemen, today we are hearing a complaint, the people versus EA. And we have representatives from all sides here. And we are going to be discussing why this tweet is so gosh dang blasphemous. Now, as your presiding judge, I will be going last to deliver the verdict, the punishment, and my own thoughts on this matter. However, for the prosecution, we have Wario Will and Skull Kid Scott. I have Tellius Type. Tellius Typer, which actually is actually not a bad <laughs> nickname given the context, yeah. Uh, but we, we will have both of these presiding lawyers give their thoughts on this tweet and why it is an insult of the highest order. Gold Kid Scott, please, the floor is yours. <clears throat> so I just want to talk about the irony of this tweet. They talked about how single-player games are the thing that they, gives them a red flag. But you also have to acknowledge that all of EA's best games were always single-player games. You have the Mass Effect trilogy. We don't count Andromeda when they tried to do you know, online stuff for whatever reason. We also have one of their more newer ones of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And so if they're saying all these games are red flags, does that also not mean that they, as a company, are also a red flag to their own tweet? Sure, 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 sure. I'm the judge. You're not going to hear much from me until it's time. <laughs> but please, this is your monologue. Go ahead. Yeah, this is your monologue. Yep. So <clears throat> I think that they are not the foremost expert on tens because none of their <laughs> online games ever, ever have made a 10 out of 10. <clears throat> the more recent ones in general, they have their Battlefield 2040... Wait, it's not done by EA. That is actually done by EA. Never mind. I'm, I'm <laughs> perfectly correct in bashing this. Battlefield 2042, which is by far one of the worst battlefields that we've ever had. They've also were the ones behind the problems behind Anthem. And they are also the only big problem behind Battlefront 2. Where all these are their online multiplayer games, but you can't play them with people because they're broken games. So what's the point of having it be in a multiplayer game? If, say, the best part of like Battlefront 2 is their added campaign they added to it after it was already made. And there's no actually good points of, really, Battlefield 2042, and Anthem has its only good points of, like, I don't know, playing the game for the first time and liking how, to, how it plays, and then you actually realize what the game entails and decide to turn it off. Though mm -hmm. so all of their points of single-player games is a big red flag is not actually helping their point when Electronic Arts itself doesn't actually want to make multiplayer games and can somehow make decent single-player games when they back the proper developer. Mm -hmm. I find that argument incredibly compelling. There, and I didn't hear any uh, objections from the EA desk, so perhaps they admit that they're wrong. But we shall see. It is still time for the opening statement. Wario Will, the floor is yours. <clears throat> Gentlemen of the gaming industry. So we have seen many, many crazy statements from, the in from different developers. But EA, Electronic Arts, back then when sports games were their forte of EA Sports, it's in the game. Again, I, I still have my great times with SSX Tricky back in the PS2 era, which 
again, such simpler times, such great simpler times. Like, and perhaps probably even the best days of EA, but now of today, after this, this statement, there are 10, but they only like single player video games. Like, <sighs> that statement itself is just absolutely positively balderdash. For once, like, have you not seen the recent great single player games from uh, of your other competitors, like God of War, uh, of your own IP of Mass Effect, the original trilogy? And just look at Nintendo, of all your competitors out there. Like, they have made great single player experiences, and yet you, of all things, want to bash on single players. One, like, you haven't made a great single player since, I, I argue, since of Mass Effect. And you only have been focusing on multiplayer games, which one of the greatest crimes that you have inflicted on the plague of the game industry is one via microtransactions. You more or less shoveled the point of microtransactions of like, you, you bought a base game and no, you gotta buy, pay, shove it out and pay more and basically gouge out customers for an extra dough of an incomplete product of multiplayer games. And last I check on your record, multiplayer games have less been stellar of your track record, EA. Like Jedi Fallen Order, that 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 Fallen Jedi, that was probably the last great games. And like and that's only because one, I think I'm not sure if Disney has uh have a hand on it, but yeah, they actually match go and keep the EA's greedy grubby hands reined in. So that was pretty much a last good game from EA. But now you just want, oh, pushing lot like, well, live service is more of a Ubisoft thing, but I think they're also in, in the same league as well. But you just want to push it on more of microtransactions, broken products, focus on multiplayer games that like is bare bones and just not quality of proof. Like how do these games even make past quality assurance? I have no idea. So with, to wrap up my statement, like EA, you complain that single player games is like it is done, it is passed, like it is time for multiplayer games and live services, and to be riddled with microtransactions. To that, I say this: perhaps it is best that you be left back in the dust with your old <laughs> boulder dash and, if I would say, uh, pr almost even primordial ways of thinking. It is time to leave. You leave these thoughts behind and let single players do what they do best. Just be great single player adventure games that offer quality rather than quantity, which you seem to have been flooding the market since. I, I received my, my statement. No, it's receding your statement. You take it back. I relinquish the rest of my time. I relinquish my time. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of dramas. It's like sorry. EA was jumping up and down at their desk at that one. Well, they're like, oh, man, he just received the statement. <laughs> so now we will turn to the EA delegates. What have you to say in your defense? No, you can't mention Anthem. No, you can't mention Battlefront 2. We just talked about that. Why are you bringing up plants versus zombies? No, 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 that, 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 Madden doesn't count. It doesn't matter that it's millions every year. Do you, do you get why you guys are here? Oh, what's that? Really? It wasn't your company who actually posted the tweet. Is there, is there proof of this? Oh, you hired a proxy. Oh, well, that completely exonerates you. No, it really doesn't. Sit down. Gentlemen, 
what we have here is a violation of the gaming trust. Because it is well known that at first gaming was both single player and multiplayer depending on what you were playing. Because the arcade games loved to give people the single player options and the multiplayer options. When we came to consoles, it wasn't just about the single player games, it was also about the multiplayer games. It was about having fun on the couch next to the person with you, playing co-op with things like Super Mario Brothers, or trading turns in Duck Hunt to see who could get the better score. And yes, the dog is still mocking us. The court is still in session on that one. All right. As gaming grew, both the single player and the multiplayer grew. We got beautiful single player titles like The Legend of Zelda. And even later on, we got Halo, which is just as much a single player game as it is a multiplayer game, even though four through six or four and infinity absolutely sucked. Um, hey, you heard me. You heard me, Halo. The point is, everything grew. At first, multiplayer was just couch co-op. It was playing with four of your friends on Smash Brothers just to have fun. It was doing a Madden and seeing who could score more. And then it went on to online play. And even with the online play, you, it would help the single player just as much as the multiplayer. Look at games like Xenoblade, which use the online to help you know what's going on and even help you with updates and other things that you can get in through gifts. Pokemon uses online play not just for trading and for battling, but to get things like mystery gifts, to give Pokemon to those who have earned them. It helps everyone. Gaming as a whole has grown in so many beautiful ways that if you look even just at the Nintendo Switch sales, the number one game is a multiplayer game with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Why? Because people love to race together in that game. But if you look at the rest of that list, a vast majority are single-player titles. Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, Animal Crossing New Horizons, the game so popular that that's why Nintendo made the global pandemic so you'd have to be stuck at home to play it. <laughs> you all know it's true. You all know it's true. I can't dispute it. You can't, you can't, it's not, it's, <laughs> we have John Oliver as a, as a character witness on that one, which probably is the court, but we'll move on. And you, EA, it is not a crime that you prefer multiplayer games. It's not. You've mentioned many that have actually sold well, like the Madden franchise, which is consistently a million seller for you. The problem is that you forget that single player is not going away anytime soon. And you, you EA, have doomed many multiplayer and single player titles with your business practices. Or did you forget how Battlefield 2 was so corrupt in its pay to win system, the US government actually came after you? Yep, yep. That's right. The U.S. government, which has so many other things that it really needs to fix right now, decided, you know what? This gaming thing might actually be bad, and they were actually right this time! Everybody remember how the ESRB got created? Yeah, you remember. <laughs> so, when the government comes after you for the right reasons, you done effed up, Stu. SNL reference. <laughs> and what do we say about Anthem? Yeah, you thought that that was going to be the next generation of multiplayer and co-op play to take Bioware to the next level. It stunk. You said, hey, 
the Mass Effect trilogy was legendary, pun intended, with its sales and its story. Hey, let's just crank out another one and release it before it's ready. Everybody remembers Andromeda for all the wrong reasons. And who do we blame for that? We blame you. And then, as both of the uh, prosecutors have noted, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out of nowhere. Expectations were low. It was one of your best-selling games of the recent years, and you announced a sequel recently. And yet, it's a single-player game. In fact, there is no trace of multiplayer in that game at all. So, if she's a 10, but she only wants to play single-player games, then introduce me to that woman so that I can marry her. Because I will happily play single-player games with her, or just watch her play it herself. I don't care. Gaming. Gaming is about choices. Not just in RPGs, which Bioware used to be really good at. <coughs> but in what we play, what we like to play, and what we choose to play. I do like to play multiplayer titles, ladies and gentlemen. But I am very much a single-player gamer, first and foremost. Most of the games I'm looking forward to this year, or have already come out this year, they were single-player titles. Arceus. Kirby. Yes, I know you could do co-op in Kirby. I didn't do it. Live Alive. Xenoblade. Fire Emblem Three Hopes. Pokemon Gen 9. Bayonetta 3, if it ever comes out. Persona 5 Royale. Royal, whatever. I love single-player games. Single-player games sell. Single-player games get a lot of people excited. Will mentioned one earlier. God of War Ragnarok. Single-player. And yet everyone's excited for it. So if you have a problem with single-player games, EA, that's on you. But this court finds you incessantly guilty of being just dang stupid. And if it was a proxy who made that tweet, which you are claiming... That's still on you, because you hired that proxy to make good tweets to not get people riled up, and you were getting so vehemently bashed on that tweet on Twitter that even people from Respawn, the people behind Jedi Fallen Order, were making fun of you. So proxy or not, your intent or not, that tweet was dumb. You all are idiots. You guilty. And for your sentence, we, didn't, we haven't had to do this in a very long time, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be going to the small room. Yes, the small room. Where you'll be listening to It's a Small World After All for 72 hours straight. No, I, I argue that was is a, a very lenient punishment. How about like oh. a good small room of 24 hours of the It's a Song That Never Ends. Uh, I, hate, I hate Small World more. I mean, that's just annoying. Especially like the high-pitched voices singing it. I mean, okay, better <laughs> option. We play both songs at once. <laughs> and they can only play Anthem. <laughs> Agreed. Punishment rendered. Tellius Typer, did you get all that? What do you mean your dog ate chocolate? That doesn't have to do anything. Fine, go take care of your dog. All right, and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. And yes, Tyler did reveal what was wrong. His dog actually ate chocolate. If you don't know, that's bad. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> so he had to take care of that. He apologizes. He will be back next week. And uh, so hopefully, so will we. And hopefully, EA will have learned its lesson. We highly doubt they did. I mean, it's <laughs> EA. If they haven't changed by now, I mean, come on. So let us know 
what you thought about EA's uh, questionable statement on Twitter, as well as all the other news we talked about today, including Sunbreak hitting 2 million sales. Have you bought the DLC yet? What do you think about Nintendo's statement on uh, sequels for their IP? Are you going to get the Splatoon 3 OLED? Or are you and are you like us and just so dang tired of the Nintendo Switch Pro news? <laughs> or lack thereof? Let us know in the comments below. So, for not Telia Styler, but Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, Iron Triforce Tide, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are we did not run out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So raise the flag. <laughs>